of this podcast is uh, you can always tell him you played one game. Well, this man played a lot more than one game. Uh, of course, but his first game is the one we're going to talk to him about because he celebrated uh, performance in the 1989 Grand Final. Mark Yates is his name. He joins us now from the Geelong Football Club where he made his debut back in 1980, funnily enough, against Hawthorne. Hello, Yater. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Kevin. It's a long time ago, and um, pleasure to be part of this. Uh, well, uh, let's talk about to the build-up because obviously your dad played at Geelong. Your dad was a premiership player, so uh, father-son rule. You were always destined to be there. Yeah, look, I grew up around the club as a little kid and um, played my junior footy in Mount Gambier and came over when I was about seventeen. I played, you know, a few games, young nineties, and in the seconds, and um, finally made my debut at about twenty. I think it was. Um, in 1980, as you said. Yep. Uh, the build-up to that, that first game, because uh, we, we'll go back and go through the stats and have a look. I don't know if you've ever ever had the chance to go back and have a look at the stats, but they they tell a, an interesting story because you only had the one kick and it wasn't exactly a pleasant experience for you. No, it wasn't. It was um, actually it was horrific. Um, I was really, really thrilled to, to get the call-up from Billy Goggin and... Um, we played out at Waverley, and um, before the game, you know, I was a bit nervous, I suppose, as you are before your first game. And I remember Bruce Nankervis came up to me and just said, look, um, I was playing in the back pocket. He said, if you just get it, just kick the shit out of it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, kick it forward. And I remember Don, I was on Don Scott, which was um, quite extraordinary. Oh, wow. And um, I used to collect his on, on the footy cards when I was a kid. <laughs> but anyway, that was bizarre. Anyway, the ball came down. Um, I listened to what Bruce said. Um, I had plenty of space, actually. In back, I probably could have picked it up and gone for a run, but I, I picked it up, spun around, kicked it as long and as hard as I could and just felt my hamstring um, rip and tear. Um, and that was my day done and dusted. Um, there's a funny story, though, Kevin, um, that uh, Glenn Middlemas played that game and my mother had come over from Adelaide with my father to watch and they were down the other end and I don't think Mum's eyesight was that good. Anyway, she didn't know I'd gone off. Um and after the game, she um, came up. To, I went up to her, and, and I was looking pretty dejected. But we actually flogged off on that day. And, yeah, um, you did. I said, yeah, Mum said, what's up? You played a great game. I said, I, I went off after my first kick, Mum. She thought I was the minimalist for the whole game. He played a good game. So, <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting. Well, Geelong people re- will remember this well at Waverley Park. On uh, the 12th of July, 1980, there was 34,000 people there, and they saw Geelong 17, 15, 117, f- as you say, quite rightly, flog Hawthorne, 4, 13, 37. Yeah, look, we had a good t- team back then. Um, we finished top of the ladder that year. Um, I managed to get my leg right. It was sort of... Early, early or mid-season when I did my injury and I, I got back to playing the finals in the primary final uh, which we got pipped by Collingwood because Richmond won it that year and we thought we had their measure but Collingwood just happened to pip us uh, by, by about a goal I think at, in the primary final yep. as, as a young bloke uh, you know, coming through and, and getting ready for your first game did anyone at the footy club take you under their belt and look after you in those early days? Look, I can't recall other than what Bruce told me to do, which was absolutely useless, wasn't it? Um, but no, look, I guess um, I was ready. I was primed. I, I played, um, you know, a couple of years in the seconds and played very, very well. And I don't think Rod Olsen, who was the coach at the time, really liked me. Um, I remember him telling me that if whilst I drank alcohol and smoked cigarettes, I'd never play for Geelong. And um, okay. not that I was a big fagger, but... Um, but when Billy came, Billy Goggin came, um, he gave me a crack pretty well straight away, which was um, showing faith in me. You know, I wasn't a big boozer or a smoker, by the way, but um, Rod Olsen was a real 
Spartan and, and, and um, Rod Kennedy's commando, so yeah. walk on board. He was a disciple of that. Um, that uh, that team that you played in that first uh, in that first game, Terry Bright kicked seven goals that day, so he had a day out. But uh, the names in yeah. that, the names in that in that team, I mean, uh, you've got uh, the Nancurvis brothers, you've got uh, Sam Newman, you've got uh, Michael Turner. It was some of, some of the biggest names of the Geelong Footy Club you were running around next to. Did you kind of pinch yourself at the time and think, you know, you you just turned twenty? Must have. Well, yeah, yeah, I think so. Although, as I said, I've been training with them for a couple of years, but. Um, um, Sam Sam was interesting because I, I happened to qualify for the footy trip because I played that game and um, I sat next to him on the plane. It took me about half an hour to work out whether I was my old man or, or me. So, um, um, but yeah, we had Jack Hawkins playing then as well. Like, um, jumping Jack was a great player. Um, Peter Featherby, you know, it was a great team. Um, and perhaps we really didn't achieve what we should have. Certainly uh, touched uh, touched Hawthorne up uh, that day, and that Hawthorne side. Looking through the Hawthorne side, my God, was it uh, uh, dripping full of uh, of big names uh, from uh, from a Hawthorne point of view? Kelvin Moore, uh, you got yep. Mantello, you got Knight, you got Kennedy, you got Green, you got Dippy Edomenico, Ede Ablett, Jeff Ablett, of course. Yep. So it was it was a hell of a team that you beat that day. That you flogged that day. Yeah, and, and don't forget Lethal Lee running around as well. Yeah, exactly. So it, it was it was a very good team, and. Um, you know, I guess you've got to take your t- your, your um, opportunities when they arise. And um, yeah, we just we didn't um, we didn't do well in the finals. You know, we we just missed out by that preliminary final. And the year after, we did as well by a goal against Collingwood again. So um, yeah, look, it was great to play against legends um, and with them. Um, that's one of my fondest memories. And it's great when you retire that you actually see these blokes, and all of a sudden your bitter enemies become your friends because yeah. you realise they're just the same as you, which is great. Uh, we, we call this thing, uh, you're, you can always tell them you played one game because that was what was said to uh, our very first guest on this uh, this series, uh, yep. Mark, Mark Dwyer. That's what someone said to him. Don't worry about anything else. You can always tell them you played one game. Well, after you yep. played that first game, you did you do your hamstring with your one and only kick. Did you think, uh-oh, this, this, might, uh, this, this footy career might not be uh, the thing for me? Yeah, I was quite worried about my hamstrings. I had problems with them up till then as well. But um, I think, um, oh well, as I said, I got back to play in, in the preliminary final that same year. But did my hamstring again in that game. Um, so if we, even if we'd have made the grand final, I wouldn't have um, probably played um, in, in the grand final. So hamstrings were a real curse for me in my early days. What what helped me out was getting a, a job labouring um, and driving backhoes and excavators and. Um, there's a lot to be said for um, hardening your body, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, well, the famous, the famous uh, Geelong boy who hardened his body by running around behind a garbage truck, um, the late great Paul Couchy. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. He was yep. the epitome well, of that. Well, different really, back he? then. Like, yeah, we always we all worked 40 hours a week, really, um, plus plus football. So I guess, um, you know, to have that um, that flexibility and, and all that was, was really good. Um I don't know how the blokes today, um, you know, turn off. Um, they must play a bit of golf now, I suppose. That yeah. wouldn't be too bad. But um, yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was. It was. They were great years. I, I have no regrets playing in the eighties. We we had we had great fun. Uh, you um, obviously became, you became very durable. You played twenty one games the next year, and then twenty uh, uh, sorry twenty two games the next year, then eighteen, twenty one, seventeen. So you had a really good run there for four or five years, where your body really uh, didn't let you down at all. No, nah, I played state footy. I was really yeah. pleased with that, getting involved with Teddy Whitten and all those guys from Essendon that were in there. Um, but I just, um, I snapped my Achilles sort of uh, in 87 
and that knocked me around a bit. Um, and I probably you know, really missed two two years of with injuries, but um, I have no regrets. It was a great great career, and I was going to retire after the '89 Grand Final, but because of what had happened with Dermot, I thought, well, that that's not the right thing to do. I'd like to give him a crack, have another crack the next year. So, but I retired at the end of 1990. Yeah. How does it how does it feel for you that uh, that 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 day that 1989 Grand Final is is your legacy and what if your name's mentioned that's the immediate thing everyone says are you are you comfortable with that Yeah, look, I think what's really made me me comfortable. Well, I wasn't comfortable for quite a while. I went to Tassie and you know I played two years down there and you'd always get a smart ass in a bar or someone on the footy field having a crack. Um, but then I guess when when Geelong won the premiership in. Um, uh, 2007, and then two more. It really took the monkey off um, my back, and probably yep. a lot of other blokes too. As uh, you know, all the blokes have played in more more grand finals and lost them than I did. Um, you know, it really did help. And I think um, through our battles and our hardships and losses, we've created this hunger. And I hope they continue it this year. Yeah. What do you think of their chances this year, just quietly? Oh, look, I think on their day they can they can beat anyone. Um, I think this test against Collingwood um, in the first um, qualifying will be a real test. Um, it's hard to lose a final and come back, so I think they have to win that. And if they win that, I think they've got every chance, every chance in the world. Um, a lot of people would obviously ask you about uh, about Gary Ablett. Was he the best player you saw at Geelong, uh, or is there someone in that inner sanctum we didn't know a lot about that uh, that sort of caught your eye? Uh, I think. Um, for pure natural talent, he's the best player I've ever seen. Um, power, um, you know, balance, goals, hits, whatever you want, marks. He, he had the whole lot. He was awesome. And no matter um, about his training regime, which which was limited, um, I'd rather have him on my side than against against me. That's for sure. I was going to say, being someone who you know played on the on the key position, players uh, down back, you probably would have been happy he didn't train too hard. Yeah, look, uh, I can remember um, Johnny Gastev once standing in the hole uh, before the bounce and I was down the other end and I could to hear um, Gazza yell out, Gastev, if you stand there, I'm going to run through you and probably kill you. And, and Gastev said, oh, look, I thought you were a Christian. And Gary said, yeah, that's right, I'm forgiven. So, um, <laughs> and, and, he, and if, to his word, Gastev, to his credit, stood his ground, but Gary just... Came at the ball, he took him with him. So he did it twice to poor old Johnny Gaston. It was oh, amazing. But no, he was, Gary was an awesome player. Um, you know, and it was just a privilege to watch him on, on that day in 89. I was going to say that absolutely must superhuman. Was that the day out that, that you just kept looking at it and going, how's he doing this? Well, you know, it's hard, it's hard when you're out in the ground to know how many kicks or how many, who plays well because you're concentrating on your own game. Yep. And I would have said, said, oh, she doesn't know. He'd probably kick four or five. But then when someone said he kicked nine, like you just, you just takes your breath away, you know. And he, he probably could have kicked a few more as well. So yeah, look, it was an amazing performance. And I knew being out in the ground that day when he grabbed that ball off the ruck and just hooked it over his shoulder, sixty metres to a goal. Everyone, I was in the back line then, and everyone just you could feel the hairs on your neck stand up, and you could see the Hawthorne blokes lose. A bit of momentum. They, yeah. they thought, "Shit, what's this bloke capable yeah. of?" It was amazing. Hey, why the number twenty-one? Uh, that was just given to me. Um, I was actually kind of offered. Um, you know, Curvis was number forty, which was my dad, yeah, and um, yeah. I just wanted to sort of make my own name. 
really. Um, and that was the number I was given, and I just thought I'll keep that. I was happy with it, um, which was which was good. Uh, when yeah. you well, you start, you, you play your first game, you get one kick and you do your hamstring run off. Uh, to get 154 games out of yourself at the end of all that, do, do you look back? I mean, that's that's the the kind of life membership and the 10 years and all that sort of stuff that makes you yeah. a permanent re- member of the Geelong Footy Club community. Is, is that a that what you hope to get out of it? Or what did you think you'd get out of your footy career? Um, to be honest, I, I probably wanted to get a premiership um, and didn't, but I didn't... Uh, I didn't really put a figure on what I'd do, but by 10 years, I was absolutely stoked. You know, I really was. Um, um, I had two brothers, too, who were twins, and unfortunately, one became ill and the other one um, had a bad motorcycle accident. So I sort of played for them a fair bit, too. Um, You know, and um, I'm pleased to say, um, I think I represent them reasonably well. And do, uh, you know, you've got, uh, what, your dad got 86 games, I think, uh, and obviously was captain of the club and played in the premiership. Uh, you got 154 yeah. games, didn't didn't get the premiership, but uh, you must sort of sit down and have a beer with your dad and have, and think, you know, yeah, we did we did all right. Oh, for sure, you know, um, but that is the difference. Um, I went to the 63, I go to the 63 premiership reunion quite often because mum passed away and I go with dad and yep. all those blokes, I was uncles, like they were like, um, I was a little kid, and they were always running around training, and I, I was always there. But that's the one thing that playing in a premiership does. It just gives you a, a better handle on reunions and that sort of stuff. And those guys are re- really tight. I'm sure all the 2007, 9, and 11 blokes are too. So it's not quite the same when you uh, when you don't win one. Um, and you know, it's just a life changing experience. I think to win a pre- premiership. Yep. Oh no, absolutely. But geez, you went bloody close. Yeah, we did. We did. We went. We went bloody close. <laughs> yeah, but, um, no, um, we can't. We still hold our heads higher. I think that's the main thing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And do you do you enjoy? I've got to ask this one. You know, blokes who played in your era, and people talk about you know the romance of uh, the way footy was then and that. Do you do you enjoy watching the the game the way it's played currently? Um, look, I really love the finals, um, and I really love it when it's wet. Um, I don't particularly enjoy um, zoning. I don't particularly enjoy um, holding up time. You know, I know Geelong are at their best when they're reckless and when they play on. And the doggies were like that a few years back. And that's where they got to where they were. They just took chances, um, and that happens in the finals. But you can't you can't blame teams for conserving energy. But um, I still love the game. I still love it. It's still hard. Those guys are just as hard as anyone was. Um, I guess they're, they're limited to what they can do now. That's the problem. You had a couple of years coaching, uh, you mentioned, uh, in Tassie. Uh, two things. One, did you enjoy the coaching experience and did you want to take that further? And, and what's the future of Tassie footy, given that you had a little glimpse of it? Do you reckon they're up for a, a team in the uh, in the AFL? Well, yes, actually, yes, the two years I, I coached down there, I captain coach, and I was, we, we won the flag both years. So, yeah. And my, my assistant's actually coaching Brisbane at the moment, so I'm sort of got a bit of a soft spot for, for Chris Fagan <laughs> right. and the Lions. Yeah, but um, look, I, I um, I loved it. Um, I kind of, I'm not a complete football nut, though. I don't think I'm happy having a life outside football. But I certainly think Tasmania uh, would be okay. I don't know about the logistics and all that sort of stuff. But you've only got an hour flight down there. Um, North and Hawthorne play down there now. I, I fully, I'd fully support a team down there because they're a footy state. 
Um, that's why I went down there when I finished at Geelong. It was fantastic. They love their footy. So yeah. I think they deserve a team. And obviously, clearly, you're not surprised that Chris Fagan's not only got a senior coaching job but made a success of it. Oh, look, Chris was amazing. When I interviewed for an assistant down there, he presented He's so well-organised, um, great communicator, and I think he's learned a few tricks along the way um, um, from, obviously, Clarkson, um, myself even. Um, you know, I think... Um, you've got to be pretty well-rounded, but he, you can see that his players love him, I reckon. Um, they play for him. Um, they don't play for the process. I hate that word. Yeah. Um, there is there is a process, but he's certainly personalised it. And I'm sure if he can keep that group together, whether it's this year, next year, whatever, they'll have a lot of success. Mark, it's been great to catch up. We appreciate your time, mate. You can always tell them you played 154 games, but uh, the first one was very memorable, and we appreciate your time. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. My pleasure, Kevin. If the house is-